Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. One, two, three, and to the folks. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at the door. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Because you know we're about to rip shit up. Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Compton and Long Beach together, now you know you in trouble. Ain't nothing but a G-thing, baby. Too low death niggas, so we're crazy. Death Row is the label that pays, man. Unfatable, so please don't try to fake this. But okay. Sports Pod Week. And, you know... It's the week of the NBA All-Star Game, and we're just really a few, I guess we're a week now removed from a very consequential NBA trade deadline. And so it it does seem like it is perhaps a relevant time to uh, to revisit another old pod. You know, something we've kind of been doing a lot lately. Um, with intention this time though yes uh we didn't just sort of stumble ass over tea kettle into it um because about a little over five years ago we made some choices the three of us the three of us after a fateful uh texting typo uh that led us to have a uh, a conversation that I think we probably all kind of regret having at this point, so we won't <laughs> discuss it any further, uh, got to what we really wanted to do, which was argue a little bit about what NBA player we would pick to build a franchise around at that point in time. You know, it's kind of, you know, and that was a reasonable time for that too. We would have been very early into a season. Um, and, and so... You know, here's here's the thing. We were all wrong. Uh, because yes. Kevin, you chose Steph Curry. Yeah. I chose Anthony Davis. And Pierce Pierce, you 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 may eagle eared listeners may have heard Kevin's slight chuckle there. That's because Pierce took Russell Westbrook. It's, it's, his his full name is Russell Westbrook the third. I just learned, which is you know it's it's a great it's a great name, um, and it it matches a a great player who is uh you know to to paraphrase uh, Danny Green, uh he is who we thought he was, um and and yeah that's who I selected at that time. Yeah, and, and so so like yeah. obviously Danny Green would have probably been a better pick then. <laughs> Oh, that's not true. That's, that's I, I. That seems harsh, uh, because like we are talking about a franchise centerpiece here, and so like, you know, Pierce, Pierce is wrong. Pierce was wrong in in the sense that like, of the sort of superstar class, he may arguably have made like one of the five worst choices you could have made, but you know. He still was more uh, more of a right choice than ninety five percent of the NBA. So, like, I, mm-hmm. you know, even even as we're all we were incorrect in hindsight, like that's fine. You know, the final tally from from that season to now 
is that uh, Anthony Davis has won one NBA championship. Steph Curry has won two. But neither was really like the true centerpiece of their team. Mm -hmm. And so I I think we want to do two things on, on this pod. One is that we want to look back on, on that historical time period, these last five NBA seasons, and, uh, you know, kind of rehash and figure out who the right choices were, because I have a feeling we don't have the same answer to that question. And then at the end, we'll, we'll wrap up by actually uh, kind of redoing this whole process and picking new players because there's been a whole whole new generation of, of fun superstar types that have come into the league. And, uh, you know, I think this would be a, a fun thing to just keep running into the ground every so often until we inevitably run this podcast into the ground. So, yeah. Kevin, you, when we were talking before we started recording, you said something when I said, yeah, we were all wrong. Do you remember what it was? Um, you, you said we were all wrong and we didn't even really mention the player that would have been. Oh, I, I'm now I'm wondering if this was something that Pierce said. One of you said, yeah, of course we were all wrong. None of us picked LeBron. Oh, yes, that, that was that's what I said. Okay. And I guess I would, yeah, you, you go first. Here's the thing. I think LeBron is very much not the right answer to this either because inevitably, if you were going to build a franchise around LeBron James, you are not only building it around player LeBron James. You also have to build your whole team around shadow GM LeBron James, who is hilariously cartoonishly all time bad at his job as evidenced by the fact that this season he forced his team to bend over backwards to acquire Russell Westbrook the third yes I think that if if you Let, let's make, not celebrate sense. the outgoing players there too much Mont Montrez <laughs> Harrell who's moved another time Kyle Kuzma who is serviceable but serviceable on the Wizards that's like saying like oh wow you're a really great C student like yes like maybe maybe in a non-EP class that can be good but like you know I mean would, would any of those guys have seen the court in the fourth quarter of a game recently on a on a team in the playoffs no <laughs> fair enough well. Yeah, I think that I mean, it's a good point that, yes, if you are starting a franchise, you do not want LeBron James unless your sole goal is to win, Sell one, cha or win one championship. Because this, this, so the year that we record that, that was when the Warriors, I guess, had their, the, their record-setting season, but then lost in the championship to LeBron James. And then no, Cleveland this actually was the beginning. This was the beginning of the next season. Oh, this that's was after, right. Really? Mm -hmm. okay. Yes. All right. Well, so the Lakers did win a championship since then too, and that now is they're correct. now they're you know looking looking rough. So <laughs> it's yes, that's, that's a good point. That if you want him, then it's a you know it's for a one title only, and not good for the overall franchise. 
Yeah. Okay. It, it it is worth it is worth noting has has yeah, it's LeBron gone to the finals three of the five seasons since we recorded that. Cause he I guess so think he Yeah, you're right. He went yeah. yeah, he went both of those seasons that he was still with the Cavs. That didn't then, make the playoffs, yeah. then won in the bubble, and then last season right. they got bounced by the amazing Suns. Um, yeah. And I think that we also kind of saw the limitations with Sean and mine pick. They both kind of won it, but Steph Curry, you know, he Durant came, the team was awesome. Then the team got hurt, including Steph Curry, and they all of a sudden became like the worst team in the league overnight. And now they're now they're good again. I I don't know what people are calling you know the best the best team in the league. They think that they might be in the running, but it's not because like Steph's having another great season, but it's not you know start your franchise around this this guy anymore. Yeah, I mean, I picked a guy who was on the New Orleans Pelicans at the time. Like I, I you know, I, yeah. Uh, there there was clearly there was a ceiling there was a ceiling yeah. on the potential there at least in new it, orleans yeah until lebron gm acted basically right and, and um, davis was the best player on that team he totally won the like he in the finals he would, could not be guarded he, he crushed it he was great but one yeah. thing actually i recall kevin you mentioning when we kind of bristled at, at picking steph curry you know i don't i don't really know the the full reasons why but um one thing that you said to support steph is is actually the um the marketability aspect and that's something that obviously lebron is is very um strong in and um steph curry is at this point um and has been i mean he's he's his own brand under the the under armor umbrella whatever that's worth at this point with their their false earning statements and everything but i mean he has that he has that ability like he is someone who is is known and i would say i think compared to anthony davis if if we're if we're looking back on it um russell westbrook it fashions himself a kind of fashion person and he also does um production i think he's doing the the reboot of of uh fresh prince of bel-air with will smith um i think that's i believe that's what westbrook productions is um and if i'm wrong i i will be judging but like he he is a more of a cultural force than anthony davis who has chips that are the last chips um i think you sent that to me sean like when a hurricane was coming this year no one in new orleans would buy those chips they were just <laughs> sitting on the bottom of the row um, yeah which uh, is not his that's circumstantial sure but you know that that marketability is a relevant point because on some level you're you're building a, a franchise and and a franchise has as one of its goals winning basketball games but it's like that's not the only goal and that's going uh, just as a preview that's going to come into play later uh but it's also one of the reasons why another guy who I don't think would actually have been the right choice is another person, Kevin, that you mentioned, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi yes. Leonard. And that was before he went kind of crazy. <laughs> right. That was when he was just really, really quiet and was, a you know, an incredible two-way player. But also, you know, yeah, he won a title in that time. He won the title as 
the centerpiece of a team, but he was the centerpiece of a team, and he was like the last player to arrive on that team. He was the last piece dropped into Toronto, and over the last few years, we've seen what happens when you then go out of your way to do what it takes to build a whole franchise around Kawhi Leonard, and it's not that good. It's well, not that good. Certainly not I've... when Paul George is your second best player. And I think one thing that we have to uh, address here, um, and and I know we'll get into it, is as as the leader of a franchise, even if you are on a team that for whatever reason is not winning, um, availability is a very key ability. And I mean the availability to be standing up without crutches at, at a marketing event or at an event for... Uh, I don't know, you know, something on a boat, whatever people do on boats, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and and there are, you just mentioned Kawhi Leonard, who is is not playing this season. Um, and it's not the first time he's been out for most of a season with an injury before. Um, and, you know, uh, Anthony Davis continues to be out intermittently and, and has for a number of years. And Kevin Durant, who I think we will get to, um, he is not playing right now, and he missed all an entire season last year as, as well. Um, so, I mean, that is something that I consider, too, is like, what is what is their track record of, of health? Yeah, so, I, 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 Sean, you said that you think you know who the right answer was over that five-year period, so you want to tell I us mean, that before we get to the I, new picks? I think there are two... It, when I look at the last you know, four or five years of the NBA, I think there were two people that stand out. One is Kevin Durant, who, look, I, I, you know, I, I just said that Kawhi was the last piece dropped into Toronto, but, like, Kevin Durant was arguably, and Kevin Durant has arguably spent a decent chunk of that period as the living, reigning, best basketball player on the planet and so like there there's a certain uh, you know there's a certain weight that that has to carry even if you uh, you know even if you can't necessarily say that the franchise was really built around him and like I don't think you know I don't think we've ever really quite gotten to see all that much of him as the actual foundational centerpiece since he left Oklahoma City, but it was pretty fucking good when he was there. And, you know, the the, the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, or not the Eastern Conference Finals, the semis last year, you know, when he had, had that game where he played like every minute and scored 55, and then in game seven was like a half shoe size, away from beating the Bucks and yeah. going to the Eastern Conference Finals, like I feel pretty confident that if you if you had, you know, uh, assembled an expansion franchise in 2017 and taken Kevin Durant as your first pick, you would have achieved great success uh, on, on the basketball court. And the other is Giannis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that 
yeah, Kevin Durant. Um, the other thing I would say, so Giannis is, I think, the the right pick. Um, over the last three seasons alone, he has won two MVPs, and then he won the Finals MVP and the title last year. Um, you know, he is he is a joyous person, Giannis, and he's he's very marketable in that way. Um, he obviously has a signature shoe. I don't think it does particularly well, but um, he is an entity, and he is someone that that the league um, and you know sponsors want to be affiliated with. Kevin Durant, I think, over this period of time, it's not just that like we we all recognize that he's this otherworldly player, but also he's over the last couple of seasons he's gotten to be more of like a human um not not that he was unfun well not that he was like Kawhi and is this a robot it was that he seemed very quiet and kind of odd and that he he had the burner accounts for for twitter and would be kind of he would be pretty prickly in a way that was not fun but he's kind of mellowed out i mean he did the the all-star draft last week and he is a pretty funny and entertaining person in a way that is his own. And I appreciate that. Like, he is a great basketball player, but he is also very much a human in a way that LeBron has gotten into this dad phase of his life, which is which is kind of fun. But everything LeBron is, is doing, he's always being an entertainer. And I think Kevin Durant is able to be a guy and also a hooper, as they call it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, my I say the main difference between the two, just in terms of like the marketability, is that uh, Giannis will like Kevin Durant has his own personality, which I respect. Or whatever, but he just is completely dismissive of any of the just media responsibilities and just seems to not be okay with having to do that part of the of the All Star job. And Giannis seems to kind of embrace things a bit more and embrace the city of Milwaukee, which might not many players might do so yeah it's it's a reasonable difference it's the kind of thing it's the kind of thing that you can use to like you know to sort of split hairs between two of the most dominant basketball players on the planet yeah Um, and it was a shoe a shoe uh shoe length that was the difference between them in the playoffs last year so yeah i mean god would how how differently would we be talking about kevin durant if you know if they had stormed through and you know, and then beaten the Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals, and and you know, taken on the Suns. Maybe it depends on on what would have happened in the finals, but like, you know, it would have been it would have been fascinating because they were without Kyrie and Harden. You know, it really would have been that team on his back, and I I think that that would have gone a long way toward, you know, uh, revamping his his image uh on on some of these fronts but let's that's this is all the past let's talk about the future we're doing this again it's february 2022 never mind the fact that it's mid-season we're blowing everything up and we're starting fresh you are running an expansion franchise our previous choices are the guys we just discussed as the actual right choices over the last five years. They're off the table. Who are you taking? And I, I have I have a proposal for the order that we do this in. I think Pierce should go first. Oh, man. In the sense, A, that let's be honest, we all know exactly who he's going to choose. And also, 
typically the first pick in the draft is the reward that you get for having the worst previous season. Yes. I think, Kevin, you should go next because I have one of two ways that I could go. And I kind of want to go last because it would be fine with me if you picked one of my choices and just made my decision for me. Does that seem reasonable? Sure. All right. Pierce, tell us why you're building your franchise around John Morant. Uh, you know, I'm not going to do that. That is not what I'm oh. going to do. Uh, with, you know, with hindsight as, as I, our um, guide here. Um, well, I, I would love to pick John Morant, but I just, man, I know he works really hard, but he is so small. And I just said that, that availability is a key ability and he, I mean, he's, he's had some injuries and stuff. Um, not as many as, as a fellow draftee in that draft of his. Um, but, you know, thinking about Kevin Durant and uh, kind of where he was at his career last time we did this, um, it is a very similar place as uh, one Giannis Antetokounmpo. And so I'm going to select him. He, tur- he is 27 right now. He is the same age as Nikola Jokic will be this week. I, w- I wasn't going to pick Jokic, but he's good. And I think Giannis is the answer. Now, has it been two minutes? Has it been less than two minutes since I said all the guys we picked the last time and the people we just discussed as the actual oh. right choices are off the table? Oh, did you? Okay. Did. Well, but, then- but look, let's. it's fine. Take Giannis. It's reasonable. He, he is still arguably i mean he absolutely is still one of the best choices going forward so let's i I know i said that was the rule but let's ignore that rule i mean you can you You can can come back to you can come back to me at the end if if there's someone who wasn't selected that should have been selected all right yeah no Giannis Giannis is a good choice Giannis may well be the best choice we will i have a a feeling you know we we may well (laughs) do this pod again in 2026 in the 10th year of it's pretty okay's existence and uh say yeah pierce finally got one right picking Giannis. uh but but kevin who who are you taking um so i was between between two guys so i don't know if they agree who you were thinking of um but i will be going with uh nikola Jokic to start my team yeah um and the the reason being that um and I'll just say the other player I was considering was Luka Doncic, and the difference between those two teams is that with Luka you have to um, like he he would be a great player to build around, but he everyone on your team would probably like hate being on the team, and so he's kind of got like he's like the James Harden pick from five years ago, where you're going to win a lot of games and you're going to sell a lot of tickets, people are going to love the best player, but like no one you have to do everything in a certain way with Jokic not only is he putting up amazing regular stats amazing advanced stats um I think that you can put so many different types of players around him and as long as you don't have like a ball dominant point guard um as the the other mainstay on your team I think that you are going to uh find a lot of success and I also think that you know there's his game should age well as he ages. And yeah. So, yeah. So Luca would maybe be more like marketable since, since you're considering that. But uh, I think Jokic is the answer. I think it depends a little bit on what you're trying to market. If you're trying to market 
you know, uh, like weaponry or the kinds of things you use to fight off bears in Eastern Europe. I th- I think Jokic is the clear winner on that front, you know, because then you get his brothers too. Oh yeah. Um. So so yes. So Jokic was one of the ways that I was going to go, and that was the most serious. Like I actually. I'm starting a franchise, and my goal as a franchise is to try to win an NBA championship pick. And I'm glad that you took him because it makes my choice for me. And I'm also glad that you mentioned the fact that uh, if you built your franchise around Luka Doncic, everyone would hate him because harmony is very important. And that is why... I'm going off the wall and I am taking the best already the best teammate in the NBA. Uh, I'm taking Anthony Edwards. I don't give a shit if I win a title. I'm not going to probably. However, I am going to get roughly 8,000 highlight reel dunks and he will continue to endear himself to the whole league and we'll be fun, lovable losers, and that's totally fine. And I'll just make sure that I put some money in the budget to replace the rims every once in a while. Uh, but just like, you know, I, I love I love him in a press conference. He he has like already become Carl Anthony Towns' big brother, essentially, which is kind of amazing. Um I, I just like I, I think I think that it requires a little bit of, you know, looking in the mirror and saying, what are we doing this all for? You know, and, and and I'm, I've also just like, I've been beaten down by, you know, the state of new Orleans basketball over the last few years. You know, I, you'll notice I didn't pick Zion Williamson. It's just like, it's, it's becoming a bummer. It's becoming a huge bummer. How far down your list is Zion? Uh, he he was on he's on my short list he was in in like the we'll call it like the top six um but you know i just i don't i don't want to be bummed out and i can't there is no basketball player going right now that like bums me out less and makes me more happy than anthony edwards and so this is my way to claim victory in five years, yes, even I think, when the Timberwolves have obviously not won anything of consequence still. Yeah, I think it's um, like when I, look, when I am kind of just looking at other players, it's just so many of them seem like, I don't know, just like miserable gets sometimes. And I don't know. So it's it's nice to have a player if that, that's just fun. Yeah. So one thing here, um, my my wayward pick aside, other than I felt like it I just it had to be made. But like these people that we've we've highlighted, Jokic, I, I know has made some game saving blocks this year, but like that's the only defense he plays. Um, Luca is is someone who doesn't try very hard. I, I know we didn't pick him. Um, and and Anthony Edwards, I mean, does Anthony Edwards play defense yet? I don't really know. It's it's hard with a second year year player, I suppose. Um, but I think a theme here is like a a defense is not the thing that you build your franchise around in in the sense that that is not a marketable thing. Um, and I think that that's 
that's maybe I feel like that's a, a little bit strange because because then you open the door where it's like none of us picked Harden before and and I wasn't going to pick Trey Young or anything. But it's like, well, if we're just looking for a scorer who can um, be really exciting all the time, like, is th- is that really the main component? So I, what I would say in response to that is I think the idea that we – like went away from defense is a little overblown. There have been, there's been many a, a NBA think piece of late devoted to the fact that Jokic's defense is actually pretty good. And Giannis is one of the most fearsome on ball defenders in the league. He's essentially, uh, yeah. he's essentially, uh, you know, a wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm ignoring yeah, that yeah. pick since I didn't follow the rules that we had set. <laughs> but I will say to that point, if if I may make um, if I may go back and say that actually some fraud presented the card. Um, <laughs> why? Why? Why would? And this is a question you can answer the both of you. Why would Joel Embiid be a bad pick? He's very marketable. He's he's funny. Um, he's he's online, and oh yeah, also he's having an incredibly dominant year this year. I genuinely do not have a better answer than I hate him. I don't find I don't find his marketability endearing in any way. I hate online trolling more than I hate most things in the world that are not like, you know, violence. And so I just, you know, I'd be worried if I picked Luka Doncic about his teammates hating him. I'd be worried if I picked Joel Embiid to build my franchise around that I'd hate him because I already hate him. What if I told you he plays in Philadelphia? Would that change, <laughs> would that change your view on on how how much hateability is actually part of the culture? No, I I want I want him to have to play in Philly for the rest of his life. I I want him to never be able to be anywhere else. I want him to be somewhere where the moment he is not you know, like an all-world elite player, fans start hucking batteries at him like they do to everyone else. Yeah. I, I <laughs> I'm think, a very petty person. Yeah, I think I, that, I, Yeah, go ahead, Kevin. I was going to say, I think that I, I thought about him, and, and it's it really comes down to there's just no reason that I would pick him over Jokic in, like, every category except for if I need a one-on-one bucket, he's better at it. But everything else, I think, is just I can get whatever you tell me Embiid is good at. I can just take Jokic and get that plus a bit more. Jokic, yeah. as far as we know, has never uh, said something after a pivotal playoff game that sent a teammate into a earth-shattering mental health tailspin. Seems like a relevant concern. Yeah, I think that's I think that's true. Um, it it also uh, really amplifies it when your coach agrees with you. Um, to <laughs> to be respected to be respected by management is is part of this too, and clearly he is since they they chose him. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 
I would typically worry about his his health and stuff, but basically since his first two years, he's been pretty consistent in his playing. And I we you know something on Defector just last week about his falling all the time, which which puts you know your heart in your throat all the time. But it is conscious on his part. He's a very large person, so sometimes it's easier just to fall on your larger fleshy areas than try to take a hit. <laughs> and in that sense, it's like ah oh, well, you know, this is the advanced big man who you know does a lot of the things that you know traditionally we expect but also he's a he's a bit of a playmaker and if you leave him alone outside he'll make a shot so um yeah i i don't think he's the best pick but um following our rules i think you know i'm i'm okay with the older person i think that's part of it too is it makes sense to pick a young young person but um someone who's who's got some age on them and is entering their prime is is not unwise yeah i uh, from from a purely basketballing standpoint, like there is there is little to no real case against him, or that he is a yeah. bad choice. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I think we'll we'll come back, uh, we'll we'll come back in five years and and revisit this, and two of us will be right. One of you will be right because you will have had better on court success, and I will be right because Anthony Edwards will have, you know, dunked seven more people into the fourth dimension and continue to talk in post-game press conferences about how much he loves McDonald's. It'll be excellent. Yeah. I just hope that we're all wrong. And the correct answer was Deandre Hunter. That's really what I hope for. Man, wouldn't that be awesome? So I wasn't the one who brought up UBA basketball that time. (laughs) That's right. It was Pierce. And for that, it's time for us to move on to Pierce's sorry. So what are you apologizing for today? Yeah, it's it's actually interesting that I so I, I had so I fell victim to a, a fit of, of nostalgia um, and it did cause some not not problems in my household, but it was it was a not ideal circumstance. So um, many, many moons ago, the beer and I actually have a coaster from from when it was uh, you you all may recognize it Hop Slam Ale, which is by Bell's. Um, it used to be that that wasn't distributed very widely. And I remember going to Westover Beer Garden in Arlington and uh, and they would tap a keg every year. They'd get they did one keg and they were like a beer bar that that, you know, got stuff that no one else did. Um, and they would tap it and it would basically be gone in an hour. Now, the thing you should know about Hopsland is it's very hoppy, a, a Hopsland, if you will. Uh, and it's like. I don't know if it's triple hopped or what, but it's it's a 10% beer and it's a very resinous type of, of IPA. Um, or I guess it's a, a double IPA. Um, so now it's in, in circulation and get it everywhere. It comes in 12 ounce cans. It also comes in 16 ounce cans. And when I was at Whole Foods last week, I noticed this, that not only is it in 16 ounce cans um, and, and widely available, but also it was on sale. It was a, it was a dollar off. And I thought, oh, and I recognized in the moment that um, I had this nostalgia for for this beer and I wanted to 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 hold on to that nostalgia. Well, let me tell you, as someone who has has made an attempt to drink more cocktails this year, because then you just have one um, as opposed to a couple beers. And when I am having beers, uh, they're usually like lagers. So they're like five percent. Let me tell you that a 10 percent double IPA that has, I believe, honey added to it. So there's a sugar aspect. 
you're not going to feel well the next day. <laughs> Even if you just have one, you're not going to feel well the next day. And so I apologize. And I've, I've already discussed this in my household. Um, that was a mistake on my part to give in to this nostalgia and then have a slower day the next day. Because I did not feel well and then was very angry immediately at myself for um, you know giving in to this this faded memory of having a very small glass of a beer at a time when I was drinking a lot of beer like that. So be careful. So you just have three, three more cans sitting around or? Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm gonna, it's 70 degrees here. So I'm probably going to turn on the grill um, right after this and I may drink one. Um, and I'll probably regret it tomorrow too. But <laughs> You know, actually if I just have one, it'll be fine. But uh, yeah, I have three remaining and there they will remain for a bit. All right. Uh, okay, well, we'll do a big idea from pop culture, and look, how how could it be anything else? Super Bowl halftime show fucking ruled. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I am, I have been a a staunch uh, holder of the belief that there has been no halftime show better than Prince in two thousand seven in Miami playing purple rain in the rain backed by the famu marching band like and and to be perfectly honest i think i kind of still believe that and i think i can feel you know i i feel like i can say that with a straight face and it's not ridiculous because that halftime show was incredible but like 30 seconds into the next episode, I just looked around at everybody that I was in the room watching the game with, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is, this is, this is good business. Give, give me more of this." Yeah. You know, I mean, it's the first time we're really, really the target audience. It was, it was directed right at us. Yeah, I think that's that's not inaccurate. You know, uh, I, I'm not the biggest Eminem fan in the world necessarily, but I thought Eminem was good. Kendrick Lamar was great his performance of all right just like the the choreography the costuming was awesome uh snoop crip walked on national television like a bunch you know and and he's still extremely good at what he does uh we got uh 50 cent hanging upside down from a rafter um and, and which means i got the chance to to fire off a 50 cent really needs to switch the sugar-free vitamin water joke um, um oh i thought it i th i thought it just looked like he had been hanging upside down too long so everything <laughs> just kind of got bulbous you know and mary j blige was great too it's like anderson pack was there drumming the only thing yeah, that that's... i i feel like we missed out on i feel like we missed out on obviously an ice cube appearance and anderson pack getting more to do than just drum but like we were never going to get that so I, I think the real problem is that if of all entities the nfl has enough money to get tupac to come out of hiding in cuba and they really whiffed on that opportunity there i'm not talking about the hologram i'm talking about the real tupac yeah i know i love it but um, they have to spend all that money on lawsuits so maybe that's why yeah so look super bowl halftime show was the obvious choice uh i also have recently revisited some old maddie matheson cooking videos from the last couple of years and have have quite enjoyed them uh so you know that's that's kind of fun too uh but we'll uh 
we'll move on and close the show with a Rolling Stone rock trivia question. Ooh. And in the spirit of drafting, I'm actually going to let y'all choose which question you would like. Would you like a question about Michael Jackson or would you like a question about the Beastie Boys? Is dinner involved? Because Michael Jackson and dinner went over really poorly last week for certain people in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, no, dinner is not involved. <laughs> Kevin, I, I have no preference. Let's, let's do MJ then. Okay. Did Michael Jackson have a patent for A, an anti-gravity device, B, an oxygen sleeping tank, C, a hovercraft, or D, a 3D movie projector? I believe, I think it's A. I was going to go C. All right. Michael Jackson did indeed have a patent for an anti-gravity device. Uh, it was part of his uh, smooth criminal illusion. Uh, yeah, is it is it shoe related? I think it. I believe is it so. Okay. Yeah, and so he's he is one of three people that that holds a, a patent on that. Um, so I was supposed to open our. Uh, our score sheet before starting to record this so that I could give an update on the, uh, on the standings. I, I obviously forgot to do that. So I'm, I'm filibustering while it opens, but I believe, I believe that this correct answer might have been enough to get Pierce back into the top spot over Kevin because Kevin had briefly overtaken Pierce on percentage last week. Um, You know what? It's uh, Excel is taking too long to load, so tune in next week. Let's yeah, let's skip it. Let's. I I believe I believe that is correct. If I was wrong, I will issue a correction next week. Uh, but you know we've been going for forty minutes, and that's that's too long. So that's that's the end of the show. You can find us at our home on the web www.prettyokpod.com. Or you can subscribe to the show feed on your podcast app of choice. If you do that, uh, please tell a friend about the show. We'd love to share it with them as well. We'll be back to talk about something else next week. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Thanks for listening. It's like that and like this and like that and uh, it's like this Then who gives a fuck about those? So just chill to the next episode